0: Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. And welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bown of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 111. So this week, I'm helping you to take those exciting first steps into the world of discussion-based, inquiry-led museum programmes. But before that, last week, I was chatting To Rachel Nicholson and Christine Murray, we were exploring a beautiful disruption, an immersive art encounter at the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art, created in collaboration with Art processors. So a beautiful disruption uses dynamic lighting and immersive audio to help visitors connect emotionally with impressionist art and artists. Emotionally with Impressionist art and artists turning the galleries into a shared adventure. So do go and listen to Rachel and Christine in episode one. So do go and listen to Rachel and Christine in episode 110 if you haven't already. And now that the Art Engager podcast has over 100 episodes, this podcast is a great resource. You can take your pick from the huge back catalogue of different episodes to brush up on your skills, be inspired and learn new techniques. But delivering a weekly podcast is also quite an undertaking. It does take hours of work every week to ensure that new episodes are designed, edited and released. So, if you want to support the show, keep it going from strength to strength you can do so by treating me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire Bowne. I'll put a link in the show notes. And please help this podcast to reach more people. Leave a review, share with your friends or share, like and comment on my social media feeds too. Thank you for all your support since we started. So let's get on with today's show. So museum education is evolving and so are the ways we engage our audiences. The days of traditional lecture-style tours are numbered as more and more museums want to offer more dynamic, participant-driven experiences. The days of traditional lecture-style tours are numbered as more and more museums want to offer more dynamic, participant-driven experiences. So whether you're just starting or you're looking to enhance your existing approach, this episode is for you. It's packed with actionable tips and strategies to guide you. So I'm going to share some practical insights that will help you to overcome any fears you might have to embrace the unknown and confidently step into the realm of discussion-based inquiry-based programs. I'm going to be sharing three tips to get you started. But before that, I'm just going to talk a few... But before that, here are some quick reasons that you should embrace inquiry-based learning in the museum. So I believe in museum settings, inquiry-based learning has transformative potential. It turns traditional guided tours and educational programs into dynamic interactive experiences that resonate with today's audiences. So by shifting to curiosity-driven approaches, so by shifting to curiosity-driven approaches, educators can spark active participation and critical thinking. Inquiry encourages co-creation of knowledge, deeper engagement and essential skill development. It enriches the museum experiencing. It enriches the museum experience, fostering a love of lifelong learning. So that's a few quick reasons. And I'm sure I could come up with a lot more if we had more time. But a few quick reasons to embrace inquiry in the museum. So let's move on to my three tips for getting started. So my first tip is so important. Begin your journey into inquiry by really understanding the philosophy behind it. I want you to really understand what inquiry is and what inquiry-based learning looks like in the museum. I think this is critical. In essence, This understanding lays the groundwork for you to design and facilitate programmes that will cultivate curiosity, empower learners and foster some critical thinking. So let's start by exploring what inquiry is in general. So Kath Murdoch, expert on inquiry, talks about inquiry as a natural process in her most recent book, Getting personal with inquiry learning. Inquiry is something that we are born to do and something that we are driven to do to help us learn throughout our lives. So, inquiry is the act of seeking information, knowledge, or understanding by asking questions and carrying out investigations. It's a fundamental human process. That drives exploration, discovery and problem solving. And inquiry is closely connected to curiosity. The two feed off each other to drive learning and exploration. And curiosity, I think, serves as the initial spark that ignites the process of inquiry. So when someone's curious about a topic, they naturally start asking questions and seeking answers. And this questioning and seeking behaviour is the foundation of inquiry. So now that's clear about what inquiry is, let's look at what inquiry-based learning looks like in museums. So inquiry-based learning is commonly used as an approach in formal education, so in schools, colleges and universities. And it's equally effective in informal learning environments too, so places like museums, libraries, science centres and so on. Inquiry-based learning in museums is an approach that shifts the focus from delivering information to fostering active engagement and critical thinking amongst participants. So instead of relying solely on transmitting facts and information, this approach encourages participants to ask questions, to explore and analyse. And this, in turn, promotes a deeper understanding of what you're looking at, what you're discussing or what you're learning about. So inquiry-based learning in the museum empowers participants to take an active role in their own learning process, encouraging curiosity, creativity, and a sense of ownership over the learning experience. So it is rooted in the idea that participants learn best when they are actively involved. And this active involvement prompts them to investigate and seek answers, which leads to more meaningful connections and impact. So what are the key characteristics of inquiry-based learning in the museum? Well, I've got seven for you here and let's go through them quickly one by one. So the first characteristic is it's curiosity-driven. So inquiry-based learning, begins with curiosity. It's about nurturing your participants' innate desire to question, to explore and make sense of the world around them. The second characteristic is questioning. So we'll come on to this in tip two, but open-ended questions are central to inquiry-based learning. These are the questions that prompt your participants to think deeply, to analyse and make connections. These questions encourage discussion rather than seeking one single right answer. So we talk about questions a lot on this podcast, but if you'd like to brush up your skills, I'd recommend episode 87, How to Ask More Open-Ended Questions. So another characteristic, and we've already mentioned this, but it's active participation. So instead of being passive recipients of information, participants in an inquiry-based program in the museum will actively engage with content, with objects or artwork. They themselves drive the learning process by seeking answers to their own questions. Another characteristic is critical thinking. So through the process of inquiry, participants develop critical thinking skills. And in this process, participants learn how to evaluate information, how to interpret, how to analyse different perspectives and viewpoints, and how to construct reasoned arguments. So it's skills building. Inquiry based learning is also. Inquiry based learning also involves collaboration and discussion amongst participants. So a key characteristic is collective and collaborative inquiry. So this is when we share ideas, debate viewpoints build on each other's insights and these all contribute to a richer learning experience and it's really lovely to see a group discovering an artwork or an object together when they build upon each other's ideas and they spark new insights. This process is of shared exploration. Another key characteristic is ownership. So, In inquiry-based learning participants take more ownership of the learning journey. They tend to explore topics that resonate with them and these are topics that often connect to their own experiences and interests and you'll see that participants play more of a role in actively shaping the museum experience. This in turn drives engagement because participants are more personally invested, they're more motivated and they're generally more absorbed by the experience. And the last key characteristic is participant-centred and this is something I'm going to be talking about a lot in my book. Inquiry-based learning in the museum is participant-centred. It's not about you. Participant-centred means it's a way to design programs that prioritizes the needs and interests of the participants. So the primary focus here is not on your expertise, your knowledge, your insights. Your role is to support and guide the participants in their pursuit of knowledge and discovery. So that's the first tip. Get to know and understand what inquiry-based learning in museums is about, what it looks like, what it feels like. I recommend you go and see other educators in action, watch what they do and how they're doing it. Make notes and observe and see what you notice. So my second tip for getting started is crafting thoughtful questions. So crafting thoughtful and open-ended questions is a fundamental part of inquiry-based learning. Questions serve as the foundation for exploration and discussion. They guide participants' investigations. So when you're formulating questions in an inquiry-based program, you want to prioritise open-ended questions. So as we've said before... These are questions that can't be answered with a simple yes or no. These are questions that encourage your participants to delve a little deeper, to share insights, thoughts, feelings, and encourage them to engage in discussions. So work on your questioning technique. Be a student of questioning and read as much as you can around the subject or take a course in questioning. Don't leave the questioning part to chance. There is skill involved in asking the questions in the right way at the right time. So I recommend listening to uh, episode 36, which shares some quick ways to work on your questioning technique. And episode 15, an early one, shares how you can use artworks or objects to improve your craft through Brainstorming, sorting, evaluating and reflecting on your questions. And remember, it's a lifelong quest. Be a questionologist like the author Warren Berger and get to love all questions, but especially the open-ended ones. And another way to craft thoughtful questions is to use thinking routines. So implement Thinking routines such as Project Zero's See Think Wonder to guide participants' observations and reflections. Thinking routines scaffold the inquiry process for both the facilitator, that's you, and for the participants, uh, prompting participants to analyse, question, and make connections. So if you struggle with formulating questions generally, then learning how to use a few thinking routines can really help to structure your discussions. And this will help you to stop, and this will help you to stop worrying about asking the right questions or having to formulate too many of them on the spot. In my VTMO beginners course, starting at the beginning of September, you can learn a variety of thinking routines to get you started. And I think that Inquiry-based learning can sometimes feel messy when you are getting started and a structure is helpful. And this is one of the main reasons why I created my VTM, Visible Thinking in the Museum, approach. It was specifically to help museum educators and guides create participant-centred discussions that are not a loose muddle of open-ended questions, but are discussions that are a rounded whole. And thinking routines really help with this because they are the backbone for the discussion. They help you to recall where you are in the process and where you're going to go next. And lastly for questioning, embrace curiosity and wonder. So when you're crafting thoughtful questions for inquiry, you're not just seeking to gather information. You're actively fostering curiosity and encouraging participants to engage deeply with the subject at hand. And curiosity is such a powerful motivator for learning. It really sparks the desire to explore, to understand and connect with new ideas or objects. So by embracing curiosity in your programs you're creating an environment where participants feel excited and driven to seek answers and insights. So perhaps you might want to try using some what-if questions in your museum programs to see what happens. These are speculative questions and they specifically invite participants to think outside the box, to explore potential scenarios. So, for example, you might say, what if this sculpture could talk? What might it say? Or you might want to ask hypothetical questions, like if you were transported back in time, how might you interact with the people in this painting? Or how might you use this object? And as a facilitator, use phrases that naturally evoke curiosity, such as I wonder why or what might happen if. Or another good one is can you imagine or what could be the reasons behind. And these phrases uh, and statements are a way of encouraging participants to engage with the topic, to consider possibilities and delve deeper into their thoughts. So my last tip for getting started with inquiry based learning in museums is create a supportive environment. So this is crucial for successful inquiry-based learning experiences. You want to be fostering an atmosphere where participants feel comfortable, curious and empowered as this enhances engagement and learning outcomes. So establish psychological safety and trust. You want to be promoting an inclusive and non-judgmental environment. You want to encourage participants to share their ideas and perspectives without fear of criticism or judgement. You want to encourage collaboration. So design activities that promote collaboration and discussion amongst participants. Group inquiries and discussions facilitate the exchange of ideas, diverse viewpoints and collective problem solving. You want to provide supplemental resources. So equip participants With the relevant supplemental materials, you can use primary sources, objects, photographs, texts or sensory items. And these extra resources serve as catalysts for inquiries, offering your participants the tools they need to explore their questions. Emphasise reflective practice. So as you go throughout the museum, as you go through the museum. Um, so you want to integrate reflective practices throughout the process. Encourage participants to reflect as they go along, to share any insights they've gained. And this is important because reflection deepens understanding and metacognition. And the last one, model curiosity. As we've already mentioned, model a curious and inquisitive mindset. Share your own wonderings, your own uncertainties, your own questions because your enthusiasm for exploration really encourages participants to embrace curiosity themselves. So combining these three tips, that's understanding, inquiry-based learning, crafting thoughtful questions and creating supportive environments will help you to lay a strong foundation for successfully facilitating inquiry-driven approaches in your museum programs. Inquiry-driven approaches in your museum programs. Now if you'd like to be taken step by step through getting started with inquiry then you can join me In one of my VTMO courses this autumn, I am running my three courses consecutively so that you can become a VTM facilitator by the end of the year. So VTMO Beginners starts on September the 5th with the first live class on Thursday, September the 7th. That's 2023 if you're listening in the future. VTMO Intermediate starts on October the 3rd and VTMO Advanced, I only run this once a year, on the 24th of October. That one is filling up fast. Each course is a combination of live and self-paced classes and they take place over a period of three weeks with three modules. It introduces you to the values, the foundations and the eight practices of the VTM approach alongside a broad selection of Project Zero and other thinking routines. I'll put a link in the show notes if you'd like to find out more and sign up. But do remember, places are limited. So that's it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at thinkingmuseum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.